Welcome to the Honestly Mia podcast with me, Mia. I'm so excited to hang out with you each week to share all the fun and not so fun topics of this journey called life. But I'm confident that we will heal, grow, laugh, cry if necessary to become unapologetically free in Christ. The beauty of it is we will do it together. So let's talk. Are you ready? I'm ready. Episode 52, my triggers. Hey guys, good morning on this beautiful early Monday morning. If any of you are like me, um, Mondays can bring some excitement and some drama, right? So it is the beginning of a new week, endless possibilities, the opportunity to change the course of your life, so on and so forth. But it's also a day of anxiety for a lot of people. Like Sunday, they're like, oh my God, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And let's just be real honest. In the middle of this pandemic, the days of the week are very interesting. If you're like me, I'm working from home. So it's just a thing, like all the days kind of roll. I mean, weekends kind of look a little different, but I don't know. I apologize in advance. I am super stuffy. I don't know what's going on. It has been so temperamental. And isn't it funny, like every time you get a little, you feel a little bit something, you go into panic that you may have COVID. I know you guys are just like me. Anyway. So I have missed you. It is funny to me, if I can just be transparent for a quick moment before we jump right into the thing that's currently on my heart. So I have been at home for, since March. So how many months it is? April, May, June, July, August. So almost five months I've been working from home. And y'all, this is this is the sad part. You know how you always say when you have time, blah, 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 blah. You fill in the blank. So with me being at home and not having to really get up and get ready, I had all these fabulous plans, right? That I was going to do this and going to do that. And I was going to be able to record a podcast every week and so on and so forth. Ain't none of that stuff went down. And so I keep asking myself, like, so is it those best laid plans, um, are they killed by procrastination or lack of something? But I have gone, I have given myself some grace. I think if the climate was different, all of my excitement and enthusiasm about all this stuff would look a little different. And I've been trying to pinpoint it and figure it out. And so for many of you, who are out there and you're really trying to like figure out, okay, just keep praying. (laughs) That's all I can say. Like I I haven't quite figured out my rhythm, even though I have a rhythm, I have a work with rhythm, right? Um, But there's a, there's just a rhythm about everything else. It's just real weird. Anyway, so, um, Y'all know I've talked about like me and the podcast about inspiration. What has happened? What has transpired that has given me an aha moment or okay, Jesus, I see what you're doing. So 
what week are we on? This is probably like two weeks ago. Um, maybe two, three weeks ago. I'm not exactly sure. I was sitting home on a Sunday and let me just, just be all the way vulnerable here. So for those of you who are at home and are, or I mean, you don't even have to be at home. Let's just say you're just dealing, right? I have been like excessively snacking. Like that's the thing. Like I'm at home. It's like, you know, all of the, the habits of comfort food and all of that stuff. It's just been a thing. So, and I haven't been getting outside as much. That's a whole nother conversation. But nonetheless, um, I was sitting at home and I thought about the app called Noom. Don't know if any of you have heard of it, but in essence, it is a, a weight loss or weight management program that's all done through an app. But it's not just about, you know, figuring out, you know, what you should or shouldn't eat um, or how much you should exercise and all of that. It is really combining psychology with weight loss management. So how do you feel about what you're doing? What are you thinking when you do it? And a friend of mine had told me about this maybe like a year ago. And at that point in time, I listened, but I wasn't listening because I was a year out from my weight loss surgery. So, you know, things were in a good place. I probably should have jumped on that path then, but you know, hindsight. Um, but, you know, she was just telling me how much she enjoyed it and all of that. And, you know, just it's, it's just causing you to think differently. Well, we didn't really get into much of a of a conversation. So the ad came up when I was on like Instagram or something like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I'm going to try and make this really brief. Well, I was going back and forth with it because I'm like, I don't really want to pay that. It's not going to work. So lo and behold, I they of course, you know how this goes, right? Well, if you sign up, it could be like $21 a month. I'm like, okay, cool. I didn't read the fine print. And so it ended up being 80, I'm sorry, not 80, eight months at $21.87. You do the math. So when I saw that charge on my card, I was like, really? Whatever. So we're going to make this work, right? Um, and so when I started it, I thoroughly enjoyed the concepts. So, and it's funny because even though I've just started, so I'm not even a month in, I can't necessarily tell you where it's going to go, but I appreciate the questions that it's been asking me, you know, like trying to understand my understanding about what it is I'm trying to do. So all of the little exercises that you do, granted, you it, it gives you a, a calorie count recommendation. It shows you how to break out your food and, you know, these categories. You know, it gives you all the stuff that you would expect, right? But here's what snuck up on me. So you do these daily exercises and you can choose the amount of time you want to dedicate to it. So I chose the, the 13 to 20 minutes because I'm like, I definitely have 20 minutes. And um, I think maybe like the fourth day in, one of the assignments was talking about your triggers and what kind of eater are you? Are you a fog eater? Are you a fun eater? Um, and I can't remember all the categories, but in essence, it, it, it goes through, you know, 
Are you just sitting there like snacking, not really paying attention? Are you, I don't know if it was called hiding, but in essence, you know, do you like eat certain things when no one is looking or so on and so forth? So it gives you all of these things. And then it talks about what, what triggers you, like what causes you to start doing what you're doing. And so that one out of all of them really stuck with me because now granted, there is nobody having this conversation with me essentially, right? It's me in this app. And so I had to get gut-wrenchingly honest about not just food triggers, but all triggers. But we'll start with the food. And so those categories, I think it might have been five or six, and I literally found myself in all of them. So, you know, wanting to go try a new restaurant. And, and here's the thing, though. The things aren't bad, but you have to be able to know what sets you off because if you are looking to make a change about anything you kind of got to know where to start right or the fog eating or sitting down you know watching tv and just you know chip after chip after chip and it i just it just really put me in a place in a in a good place but a troubling place because again i mean you don't who wants to have to address those things that are not very favorable, right? So as I finished that particular exercise, like it set with me, it set with me about how I'm eating and that even though I went through all of, you know, the surgical procedure and all of that, like it is so much mental. And it's funny because you you think you have a hold on something, right? You think that you have treated um, the root, but you haven't, you typically are treating the symptoms. And until you, until I get serious about understanding where the root of something came from, then it's going to be a little, a little challenging to really overcome something. Right. And so I, I've kind of played with this thought for a, a week now about the things that trigger me. And it's interesting how they can be as subtle and as drastic as as I don't know what, depending on, you know, what has occurred in your life. And so I just kind of wanted to read the definition of triggers just in case you needed a little reminder. So this is the 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 definition in of the verb. Um, an event or circumstance that is the cause of a particular action, process, or situation, right? So we'll stay on topic. We'll use food. So for me, I'm an emotional eater. So happy, sad, frustrated, um, agitated. Um, food brings about a comfort, right? It, it brings that satisfaction. It is the thing that I can control when I feel out of control, right? And it's interesting because sometimes we... um And I, I'm not going to say just believers, um, but definitely those that are in the body of Christ. Um, it, it comes down to, you know, lack of faith or or um, you just not, you know, you're not giving it to God. And it's, it's all these things that people will tell you. And, you know, that's that how it's phrased is slightly debatable. Right. So 
Sometimes, and I'll use me for example, there are some some things that I don't even like diligently take before God, right? Because it's it's lower on the list of priorities. So when I think about the things that are most important to me, while my weight and being healthy are important, they're not the top of the list. So they probably get the least amount of attention now. Let me let me step to the side for a second. That doesn't mean that God isn't concerned about those things because here's what having him as your father opens up. He is very much aware of of the open struggles and the silent struggles, right? So even if I don't necessarily fall before him and like every time, you know, I open my eyes, I pray about this. He knows what's in my heart and he knows what I need. Now, this is where faith becomes activated, right? And that I believe that God loves me enough, is concerned about me enough to where I do open my mouth and say, Lord, I need your help here. Lord, I need for you to give me the strength, be my strength in this situation so that so that I may overcome, right? And so that's kind of what's been happening, but it, it didn't stop there. So let's talk about the things that trigger. Let's talk about, you know, relationships because I think we all it's so funny how how relationships tend to be the the hot topic, right? The hot topic everywhere. Like not just intimate relationships, but friendships, work relationships, relationships with your children, your parents, your siblings, friends, like it, it, it's, it's just a topic because we are relational people, right? So when you think about relationships and you think about, because I've had to sit with this and have these conversations with myself too, about what is it that causes me to at times gravitate towards someone that maybe isn't the right person. So one of the things, and it's funny that a guy told me this recently, um, isn't it funny how someone of the opposite sex just can diagnose you so well? And you're like, how do you know that? Um, Talked about me being an empath. And, you know, and I was just like, that's really interesting because, you know, I'm not one of those people that take all those different tests and assessment. I mean, I know that I have a soft heart. I know that I care about people. I know that, you know, mercy is one of those things that, you know, man, if 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 not consistently giving it to Christ, I will do the most for all the wrong people. Um, but I have a tendency to pull people along. And it's funny, I've been talking about this a little bit more than I have before about that. And so it's kind of like what triggers that? What causes me to feel like a a I need to like pull people along and I need to you know go above and beyond. And here's the thing, that isn't wrong as long as you keep it in perspective, but the thing that 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 I know that God revealed to me is there is a slight feeling of inadequacy and still a little bit of touch of of unworthiness that gets satisfied in pulling someone along or doing something right so if if i do this you see me 
You see, you see how wonderful I am. You see how, you know, I'm a good person and I'm there for you. And it, it validates me at times, right? And so that 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 trigger for being attached or associated with a type of person typically hinges upon a need that I have. And it's interesting is that if you do not give it to Christ, and that has been definitely the journey that I've been on, it can take you some places that you don't want to go or cause you to be stuck in some situations that are not right for you, right? Until you figure out what is the root cause of why I do what I do. Or, you know, when you think about, you know, sexual promiscuity, right? And and it's funny, and I, I'm going to go down a couple of them. It's interesting to me when we, um, when we see someone that is engaged in something, and we have so much to say. We we tend to, to say, if they just blah, right? And all they got to do is blah. That sounds easy, right? And it's typically easier for us to say it when we're not going through it. But until we understand what triggers that young man or young woman who has engaged in sexual promiscuity, it don't have to be a young woman because we sometimes tend to put that. It could be us grown people too, right? Um, then it's kind of hard to say, all you got to do is this, because typically when someone does something, they are lost, they are broken, they are hurting, they are misguided, they're looking to be validated and affirmed, they're looking for um, ways to cope. Whatever it is, there is typically a root to it, and we are wanting to address just the symptoms. If you just, you know... If it was just that easy, right? Or I was talking to a few people because I um I heard this therapist talk about right when all of the things came um started happening after George Floyd's murder, and she was talking about you know racism and how to fix it. And when she was explaining it, man, it just really caught my attention because I think when we look at it. We want to. We want people to just stop. Just stop hating. Stop having unconscious bias. I mean, and the word unconscious kind of gives you a little bit of a of a thought around. You know, if you were if you were consciously doing something, you would. You know, whatever. But she she walked down the the root of it and how racism has been so embedded in individuals that it's not just a flip the switch. And I know a lot of people. You know may not want to hear it that way, but I get it. Like you're asking someone and hear me clear, we're not making excuses, right? But you're asking someone to change a behavior like that. Just stop, right? And even that there's a there's an a there's a trigger, right? I was um I don't really have time to go into that, but but a a a friend of mine was sharing his experiences with um, or his lack of experiences growing up with, you know, other black people. And he walked through, you know, things that were shared with him by his parents and grandparents. And so that framed who he was. And as he continued to grow and get out of the small town and have more encounters, he had to really, um, 
address the things that had been deeply rooted in him since he was a child. So I say all that to say is that just as easy as I could go in there and say, you know what, though, I am never going to eat another cookie. I am never going to do this. And that could potentially work right for a minute. Um, But I got to know what's causing it, what's causing the excessive. Because again, not saying that certain things, you know, and and we're going to stick to the food because the other things definitely are excessive. Doesn't mean that it isn't good occasionally, but what is driving the excessiveness? And so one of the things that, that is so simple to me, it's like, give it to God. Like ask him to address it, like not just address it and fix it, right? And typically he, he, he's going to help you get to the root of it, right? So when I was thinking about scriptures, um, Joshua 41 and 10 was the first one that, that came to mind. But then I looked at Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy <clears throat> excuse me, 31 and 6. And it says, this is the the NIV version, um, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord, your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. How many times have you heard, you know, just simply put, even if you didn't know where the scripture came from, the Lord will never leave you or forsake you, right? And it's interesting because when we're going through something or when we're experiencing something, it's you feel alone. You feel like, you know what? God don't have time for this. This is so insignificant. But, you know, those of you who know me, he's concerned with all things that concern you. Right. He knows the things that get in your way of success. So let's let's stick to the topic of of overeating or, or, or weight issues um, for the work that you are needing to do, whether it's for your family, for your job, for the kingdom of God, for your friends. It takes energy. It takes stamina. It takes get up and go. And if you're not healthy, mind, body, soul, and spirit, not just in weight, then it makes it a little um, complicated to accomplish all those things that you desire to do. So why wouldn't God be concerned with something that you think? Because think about it. Our prayers are, Lord, you know, I need financial freedom. I need my family saved. I need my marriage fixed. Lord God, bring me someone to marry. Lord God, I, my, me and my husband have been like, you know, believing for a baby for, th- for five years. Oh Lord, you know, I'm about to lose my home. We tend to give God the big stuff, right? And it's And it's almost as if, you are like, you need to balance it out for him, right? So Lord, okay, these two things right here, I swear, if if these things get taken care of, nothing else matters. And it's funny because this is how we, 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 we do our big and loving God who doesn't just want an area, just one area. He's not that kind of God. He's not all right. So for 2020, I only have you know, 5 million um, blessings to give or or 5 million. um, I'm only going to break, you know, 30,000 strongholds for 2020. So we look at him and his ability to impact 
and influence and and inspire and engage certain areas of our life. And that's what the world wants us to believe. God ain't going to do all that. God ain't, he ain't, whatever, you know? And so we begin to lessen our conversations with him about things that we deem as insignificant. But God wants us whole. He wants me whole, you whole. So in order to make us whole, he has to get in to the details, right? He has to, he has to be a part of those little steps. And that doesn't mean that he, he has not given his children wisdom to make decisions or wisdom to jump out there and do things, right? He's given us the wisdom, but he also will supply the strength. He also will supply the guidance. He'll also supply the covering. So when you think about that scripture, and I'm going to read it again, be strong and courageous. So that means be bold, right? Say, Lord, you know, I've identified my triggers. Help me address, oh Lord, please address the root of something. So if there's a, a, a level of brokenness that I have that continues to cause me to do what? Because remember, a trigger, an event or circumstance that is the cause of a particular action, process, or situation, then Lord, go there, heal that, deliver me from that, right? It says, do not be afraid or terrified because of them. So think about when God reveals some things to us, there are times where we can be afraid, we can be fearful, we can be like, okay, that's ugly, that's messy, that's whatever, don't want to deal with it. And we'd rather just operate in the 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 self-diagnosed um situation with the with the self um obtained medicine that probably ain't doing jack, right? So as much as I can so let's go back to Noom, as much as I love this application, but it's going to have to start with with the Lord. It is going to be him that is going to give me the strength to do the things that they're asking me to do, right? So I can't do this without him. I can't say, "Oh my God, this is how I did it." This is this is because it becomes all about me. Less about him, more about me. And if we get that in our head that we can do it outside of him, then where's the need for him, right? For the Lord your God goes with you. So nothing we have to do alone. Like no matter how big or how small, God is always with us. And it's funny because we can hear that and we can, and we can for the most part, believe it until it gets a little hard or a little tough or it's been too much time, right? And then we start taking a step back and a couple of things happen. Either we become disengaged with engaging God and like, well, you know, maybe that's not what he wants for me. And sometimes that's the case, but you typically know when that's the case, right? Because it is something that is not aligned, aligned with who he is or what his nature is or what the word says. But when it's not, you you know, and typically it's the, the getting weary and the getting worn down and the getting impatient, right? Um, but he's concerned and he's there and he hasn't left us. He hasn't stopped being 
overly involved with our lives, even if he's quiet, you got to know that he's still doing something. And it ends with, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. So that's probably the thing that we have to, meaning can't see me to me or raising her hand, has to continue to remember that he has not left me. I may have not overcame the something yet, but my faith has got to be in God will. We know he can, but God will. And because he is seeing all, watching all, being all, he isn't missing the fact that I'm sitting right here in this, in this moment, in this situation, in this uncomfortable environment or whatever, whatever the situation is that you are sitting in, he hasn't forgot. He hasn't left you and he's not going to leave you. We play a part and the part is continuing to believe that God will. He can. He has all capabilities. Nothing is impossible, right? So my prayer is for all of you this week is to do a little digging, do a little soul search and do a little asking, okay, God, why is this a thing for me? And you will be better at at addressing and giving him the root of it if you allow him to show you where it is. And I'm excited to hear what revelations you're going to get from just asking God to show you your triggers. And at that moment, the journey will begin. Thanks, guys, for spending a few moments with me. You don't know how much I miss you. I hope that you guys are out there saying safe, that you're wearing your mask, because, yes, I am a mask believer. Um, But I'm praying for you. Can't wait to talk to you again. As always, if you're interested in chatting, you can always send me an email at honestlymia at AOL.com, or you can drop comments. Um, if you're listening to it on, listen to the podcast on either Podbean, which is the platform or Apple podcasts or wherever, but love to hear from you. I hope you guys have an amazing week and have a great day on purpose.